0: everybody. Welcome back to the Hamilcast. I'm Jillian. I'm Bianca. And today we are joined by Zeke Stokes, Vice President of Programs at GLAAD.
1: How are you doing? Thank you for having me.
0: Thank you for being here.
1: It's a pleasure. I've listened to the podcast and love everything you're doing and can't wait to be a part of the conversation. Oh
0: Oh my my goodness. goodness. Yay. Well, speaking of loving everything you're doing, we love GLAAD. Thank you. And we're here really specifically to talk about Spirit Day, which is October 20th.
1: Absolutely. Coming up uh, October 20th, it's the day when the whole world goes purple in a stand of solidarity with LGBT LGBTQ youth and uh, in a stand against bullying. Uh, It's been around for about six years. uh, Started in 2010, actually by a middle school student in Canada. Her name is Brittany McMillan. She's in college now, but she saw all of the uh, epidemic of suicides happening uh, in the news that year. Tyler Clementi, others, and she wanted to do something to make a difference in her own community. So she organized her class to wear purple one day, and it sort of took off. And before you knew it, it was a sensation all across social media. She was just a middle schooler, so she didn't have the, the capacity to sort of manage it all. So she reached out to Glad, and we began to work with her, and we still work with her to this day. So it's always the third Thursday in October, which is historically sort of the the height of, of bullying, if you think about it. When kids go back to school, you know, there's a few weeks everyone's getting settled in. By the middle part of October, you know, the cliques have formed, right. and October is the time when we actually see a spike in, in bullying. So, um, so the timing is for a reason. It's been an incredibly effective uh, tool for us to raise awareness about the epidemic of bullying and everything that comes along with that. Uh, again, seventh year, we've had everyone from Britney Spears to President Obama to Oprah Winfrey to Every to company, the residuals,
2: the residuals, <laughs> absolutely.
1: Uh, participate in the past, and we're looking forward to making it bigger and better than ever this year.
0: Yeah, can you tell our listeners who maybe don't know just what GLAD is and what you what you do there? And
1: yeah, so GLAD is a nonprofit that works not only in this country but around the world to leverage media to create change for the LGBTQ community. Um, it was started actually right here in New York City back in the mid '80s as a response to what was happening with the coverage of HIV and AIDS, and the New York Post in particular uh, was very defamatory in its coverage of the gay community, particularly gay men, when when the AIDS crisis hit. Which is so
0: sad because Alexander Hamilton started the New York Post, and I feel like he'd be so furious and not what okay a, with what's happening. What a strange, what was happening?
1: Coincidental connection. right? I know that's yeah, so weird. So, so weird. But it was organized by a group of individuals, kind of like Brittany McMillan and Spirit Day, who just wanted to do something to make a difference and change the change the narrative. And uh, they started by organizing a protest at the at the New York Post, and it grew into what. became the Gay and Lesbian Alliance Against Defamation, which a few years ago changed changed its name formally to just Mm -hmm. GLAAD in order to be fully inclusive of the entire community. Um, But we've been at work for 30 years now, working with Hollywood, with news and entertainment, gaming, digital, all media platforms, really, to ensure that LGBTQ people are covered fairly and accurately and that we are paving the way for a conversation that accelerates acceptance and sort of ends hate and discrimination. That's what it's all about.
0: And we're we're so happy to have you here because... it might not seem like it relates to hamilton but we'll find a way we make it, <laughs> we always we relate everything to hamilton but this is such an important thing for me and bianca and we just wanted to we have this platform and as king george would say it's our show and we want to talk about this and it's so important we get emails from people from all over the world saying that they could feel a little lost they don't they don't really have people they can relate
2: to where they are and Theater kids sometimes are... Just you feel know, a little out of place or just not... I don't like the word normal, but that they just feel like they don't have a place to fit in. I think it's important for people to know that there are places that, if, if you're feeling a little out of sync with maybe what's around you, that there's, there's always going to be a place... For you.
1: Absolutely. You know, we, Historically, the LGBTQ community has been thought of as about 10% of the population, but this generation uh, that's in middle school and high school now is sort of rejecting those kinds of labels, whether it be straight or LGBTQ or, or anything else, quite frankly. And some recent polling that we did at GLAAD showed that around uh, 30% of 16 to 19-year-olds don't identify as exclusively heterosexual, they identify as something else. So we're getting a larger and larger group of young people who don't fit what society has historically seen as the norm. Maybe they're gender fluid or they're gender non-conforming or they're gay or, or bi or or pansexual. We, saw, we see celebrities like Miley Cyrus coming out as pansexual, Jaden Smith modeling for women's wear for Louis Vuitton. So this generation is really challenging what it means to be one gender, one sexual orientation, and, you know, the world's not ready for that, uh, right. quite frankly. And our job at GLAAD is to get the world ready for that.
0: Can you explain pansexual?
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's it's sort of folks who move along the, the sexual orientation spectrum at various places and at various points in time. So they wouldn't necessarily consider themselves bisexual, but they may feel straight sometimes. They may, may feel gay sometimes. They may feel somewhere in between. Um, so it's just sort of a, a fluid sexuality. Uh, and we're seeing young people identify with that because they don't want to put a label on on their sexual orientation or their sexual identity. They want to be able to be who they are in the moment. Um, how they want to be when they want to be and they don't want anyone putting a label or questioning that
0: and as liberating as that can be it can also be really scary
1: really scary so you know when i think about growing up in rural south carolina a few decades ago i just turned 40 this year uh you know i think about just how afraid i was of this whole idea that maybe i was something different than these other kids and i didn't really have a label for it and i didn't know what i was feeling until you know much later in life but i certainly identify with that feeling of of not feeling like the other kids, you know? Mm-hmm. And so with the proliferation of media and social media in particular, kids are getting exposed to a lot more a lot earlier. And uh, that's a good thing, but it also sort of puts kids in danger in, in a lot of ways because they they see, you know, my boss, the president of Glad kissing her wife on the front of Time magazine, or they see Miley Cyrus coming out as pansexual uh, in Rolling Stone, and they try to do that in their own community, and they get beat up, or they get bullied, or they get threatened, or their parents kick them out. Eight out of 10 youth in this country identify as lgb homeless youth in this country identify as lgbt wow and so there's a big disconnect between what's happening in the media and what's happening in the hearts and minds of people out there in the country and around the world and so that's that's the gap we have to close i
0: was thinking too about social media that it can be so good for them but on the other hand so much bullying takes place in print these Mm -hmm. days Facebook messages, Twitter tweets. And, you know, I was saying this to Bianca earlier. It's the same thing what they did in Hamilton. They aired everyone's dirty laundry in the newspaper and it's a tangible thing. It's not just, and believe me, as someone who had things said, whispered or yelled at it passing in the hallway at school, I'm not trying to say that that is not an awful feeling, but when something is Tangible that can be retweeted, and I mean that is a really, really harmful thing.
1: Yeah, there's permanence to a lot of what's yeah. happening. You know, when when I was growing up, you know, the the most fearful thing I I could think of was you know being called a sissy on the playground, right? right. Um, but that was one day, it was one word, it was one moment, and it didn't have the permanence of the kind of bullying that we now see online uh, on through social media. It's really
2: hard to wrap your mind around when you see the um, amount of. Kids that commit suicide these days, and, and because of bullying. And I just remember that I was, you know, teased and made fun of about stuff. And it must be so much harder to handle now, because when you go home, like when I went home, it was it was gone. It, it was went gone. away,
1: right? It was. You were in happening. a safe space.
2: It was with you know with my mom. They and, used to call me. They
0: would call my house sometimes. They would call your house? Yeah, they would get their boyfriends to call me. And say these terrible things, but yeah, I mean, it's still I couldn't. No one that wasn't recorded or that right. wasn't, but like, they couldn't like say, share that in school the, the, the next day.
2: The difference now, let's say you someone tweets something about you and ta- and tags you in the tweet, and then everyone in your school retweets it, and yeah. all the me- all the notifications come up on your phone. Let's say it's and horrible. Something horrific like that that is just relentless.
1: I think about you know the fact that there are so many kids out there who. Don't have support at home. They feel different at home as well as at school or in their communities. And so to be subjected to that at school during the day, for instance, and then go home and have a family that doesn't understand, who may have the propensity to kick you out if you're honest about who you are, you know that's a that's a really scary world. And it's so interesting that you make the the Hamilton parallel because human nature is what it is. We've been doing this to each other for thousands and thousands of years. Right. But we have to recognize that words have consequences. Images matter. They have consequences. And, you know, we all have great lives. We were all bullied growing up. We live in New York City. We, we you know, we obviously made it through and you, we, you hear about these campaigns like it gets better and it does get better. But when you're a kid, you feel like we you're going to be that. there forever. You can't mm-hmm. see that. And so we have to give these kids a lifeline
0: right now. So if there's somebody listening right now that is saying, oh my God, that's me. I feel that way. What can they do? Where can they go to get the help that GLAD is, is offering?
1: Sure. So at GLAD, we're all about raising awareness. And so we do that through the media. But there are tons of organizations out there who can provide a lifeline. The Trevor Project, if you're thinking about ending your own life, um, that's a there's a 24-hour hotline. Someone who cares about you will answer the phone anytime, day or night. On the other end, you can talk about it. And also through the Trevor Project, connect with other kids like you. If you don't feel like there's someone in your school, in your community, at your home that you can talk to, they can connect you with other kids. Glisten is another great organization. Organization, the Gay and Lesbian, the Gay Lesbian and Straight Education Network. They work entirely with K through 12 to uh, to help provide resources to schools, communities, parents to understand what to do if they're encountering these kinds of issues with their students or in their schools or with their with their kids. I love
0: that it starts so young with Glisten. Absolutely. That's very Absolutely. cool. Absolutely.
1: But we would love for people to go to glad.org. That's glad with two A's, G L A A D dot org slash spirit day because you can take the pledge whether you're a student, a parent, a teacher, a school, a community, a podcast, uh, a corporation, a podcast. We did it. Absolutely. We took the pledge. Pledge to go purple. And that's the that's the first thing you can do to make a difference. It really matters when young people see adults and people they care about standing up for them in a visible way like that. I also
2: just want to say I think that's so remarkable that such a young girl took this initiative to start this because I think when you're in middle school or something like that it's scary to also take a stand on something you usually don't have that in you yet at such a young age and that's just like such a revolutionary yeah, go, act. For go Britney, right? Oh, Brittany. Yeah, she rules.
1: Yeah, we love her. She's in college now. She's studying abroad this semester uh, over in London, And but she'll be activating Spirit Day in her community and probably giving a number of speeches over the next few weeks to various groups there. So it's really fantastic.
0: It's really amazing what is happening right now in terms of acceptance. And I mean, take Javier Munoz, for example, who is gay, he's out, he's HIV positive, and he is so vocal about anti-bullying and who he is and what, what that's like. And I think there are people as hard as it is, I don't, I, I don't want anything to that I'm saying, make it seem like I'm undermining, but it's just cool that, like you were saying, there are people that you can look up to and say, Oh wow, the hobby's doing that. And that's to be an inspiration like that. And, you know, I think Hamilton, we've talked about this often that they use, they've been using their power for good after Orlando Lynn, came out with that song with J. Lo, Love, Make the World Go Round. They took the bullets out their guns. They took their guns out of their Yorktown performance at the at the Tonys. Lynn, love is love is love. I mean, they're really using their power for good. And I think it must help so many people. It
1: absolutely does. And the fact is they will never know how many people they're helping, quite frankly, because um, it's the, the ripple effect when someone with a platform speaks out is just tremendous. I remember, you know, being 14 or 15 years old thinking, oh my gosh, I think I'm gay. You know, we didn't even really have a word for it necessarily because I didn't know anyone in my family who was gay, no one in my community. It was not anything that was talked about except in the pulpit of the church. Uh, and that was not a good message, you know. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so I remember. Seeing Sneaking into my parents' bedroom and watching Truth or Dare, Madonna, Truth or Dare on HBO, oh, yeah. right? Yes. And that was I think the first we all did that. I, yeah. Didn't you? Didn't you? Yeah. We all did oh, that, yeah. right? Of course. And, and then the
0: Justify My Love video, remember? And then it was yep. banned and right. it was the, whole, and the sex book. We books. could do a oh. whole
1: thing about Madonna. Oh
0: my God, totally. But we should. that was the
1: first time I ever saw, you know, her dancers were mostly gay. And that was the first time I felt that I ever saw people who might be like me. Right. And so the power of of the media to show kids what's possible and that you can be successful, you can be happy, you can live an amazing life, even when you're different. Uh, and and sometimes, especially because you're different, is an incredible, incredible message. And that's what we work to do every day at GLAAD, is, is, is bring those messages to Americans and people all over the world. We're in the third year of a study measuring the comfortability of Americans, because, you know, so much of the LGBT movement has been focused on marriage, and we won marriage a year and a half ago uh, at the Ooh. Supreme Court. But That's really a benchmark. It's not a finish line. You can't legislate acceptance. We can't get enough court opinions to change hearts and minds. That has to be done one person at a time, one story at a time. And the way to do that quickly and and scale it is really through the media. If you poll Americans right now, about 30% are still very uncomfortable with LGBT people in their homes and in their communities, in their places of worship. So how do you
2: go about taking that temperature just by a basic poll? So
1: the questions aren't things like, do you support marriage, do you support employment Mm non-discrimination? But we ask questions like, are you comfortable attending a same-sex wedding? Would you be comfortable taking your child to that wedding? What if your child had a transgender teammate in the locker room? Mm -hmm. What if your doctor came out as gay? What if your church became LGBTQ affirming? You can't ask people if they're comfortable. You have to sort of look for markers of comfortability. So we wanted to to test those kinds of things. And 30% are still not comfortable with our community. And those are the 30% that are kicking their kids out of their homes. I
2: think that the, the big difference there, people can say you know, yes, these people should be allowed to get married type of thing. Like that's, but then it doesn't affect them.
1: Exactly. So the big
2: difference is your questions. Right. Affect their lives. Right. Because the way other people see it is, well, that's not my life. Let them do what they want to do type of thing. Right. That is
0: an argument that people, that allies would say, it has nothing to do with you. Why do you care who loves who? Right. But on the other hand, on the other side of that, it does because it's people in society. Absolutely. You're living that every day. One so- of the
1: interesting things we've we found through this polling is that even people who we would historically have considered allies, people who said, yeah, sure, get married, sure, adopt, sure, you shouldn't be able to be fired, are still not comfortable attending a wedding themselves or taking their child to that wedding. Uh, and so, you know, I don't know what they think they're going to see, uh, but... Uh, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but God um, forbid. I know, right? Um, but that's, that's the disconnect and that's what we've got to end. And we've seen what can happen in other social justice movements when we take our eye off the ball when it comes to hearts and minds, we've seen women's rights rolled back in states all across this country, anti-choice legislation and, and all of these political issues that are really intrusions into women's lives. We've seen Black Lives Matter and and Black men in particular dying on the streets. You know, the voting, the, the Civil Rights Act passed in 1964, but here we are, you know, 50, 60 years later, still litigating that in the court of public opinion. Right. And so we have to keep our eye on the ball when it comes to acceptance.
0: Yeah. What can straight allies do? other than going purple for Spirit Day? Because the Spirit Day is great, but it's one day. That's a
1: no-brainer, right? Yeah. It's easy to go purple. <laughs> right. Um,
0: what can we do day- on a daily basis? I would
1: say go purple every day. Obviously, not literally. But <laughs> right. make sure that you are sending messages to the people in your life that you're accepting of them and their differences, no matter what they are. And that's not just LGBTQ people. I think that's a good policy for humanity, right? Right. So I think just living a life that communicates acceptance to the people around you is the first best thing you can do. And then I think you have to speak up when you hear people saying things about our community, other communities, uh, marginalized communities that aren't true or are prejudiced or hurtful, uh, because they may be saying it in a moment around people who you know, aren't affected by it, but they may also say it in a moment where their child hears it or some other child hears it and they think, oh, I'm wrong. I'm bad. There's something wrong with me. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that's a dangerous, dangerous thing.
0: Can straight people reach out to GLAAD too?
1: Absolutely. We have a fantastic core of straight allied supporters. Uh, we have straight members of our board. We have a lot of straight members on our staff, quite frankly. So right. um, we're an organization that's all about leveraging the media to create acceptance. And we can't look at that as one kind of acceptance. Acceptance is... Acceptance is acceptance. Mm-hmm. Love right. is love, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, and so, uh, yes, we have a very big tent at Glad, and we welcome folks uh, from all walks of life to be a part of our movement to uh, accelerate acceptance.
2: That's great. I love that. Do you do any sort of like events throughout the year? Sure.
1: Glad is probably best known for our media awards that happen yes. every year, uh, where we nominate the best and the brightest of LGBT inclusive inclusive uh, entertainment and news. Uh, last year, we honored Demi Lovato, who's been an incredible ally to young people, especially around bullying and speaking out about the importance of, of inclusion and, and people's differences. We always order uh, honor a straight ally and someone inside the LGBTQ community. So last year, we, we honored Robert De Niro and Demi Lovato as our straight allies. We honored uh, Ruby Rose, who's an amazing actor that you probably know from Orange is the New Black and lots of other places. She identifies as uh, queer. but Shining a spotlight on the people who are making a difference is is part of what we do. But the other thing we have to do is hold people accountable who aren't getting it right. And we spend a lot of time working behind the scenes with Hollywood and with news and uh, entertainment to make sure that content creators are getting it right. And when they don't, we speak out against them. What's an
0: example of someone getting it wrong so that people know Moving yeah, forward, so what I'll not give you a great do.
1: example. A lot of it happens behind the scenes, and we're able to work with with content creators before the public knows they've gotten it wrong, to so that they can get it right, so they know to reach out to Glad and say, "Hey, we're about to write a transgender character into this storyline. Will you take a look at our treatment? Will you take a look at our script? Will oh, you help cool. us? Yeah, will you help us cast it?" Um, but sometimes they don't listen to our advice. And and one great example that you might remember from from the last year or so was this really horrible story on uh, or show on TLC called "My Husband's Not." Gay. Do you remember this? It was a, Vaguely, re- a yeah. reality show that uh, had come to us from another network. Oh yes. Uh, and and it was about these Mormon Mormons, husbands yes. in Utah who live these gay lives on the side, but they have they're married to women and they have kids and the women sort of accept this as part of who they are but don't consider them gay and they don't consider themselves gay. Um, it was a really dangerous show with a lot of dangerous messages and it came to us from another network and it had been pitched to them and they showed it to us and we're like, there's no way you guys can pick this up. This is an awful show. It sends a terrible message right. uh, because essentially the message was these guys are choosing to be gay um, or choosing to be straight rather, even though they're really gay. And, and then, then
2: and working the wi- through it. How do the wives right. it? Was, uh, it's it.
1: the most like, bizarre set of circumstances you've ever seen. And a lot of
0: those communities too, there's that, the gay conversion therapy and all this right. nonsense nonsense which right. is just so and which it's is child abuse right yeah. and it's a dangerous conversation to have like yeah. i'll just i'll work through it yeah, no, and so it's not-
1: TLC picked it up. They didn't come to us and ask for our advice. Uh, as soon as we learned they had picked up the show, we reached out to them behind the scenes to say, "Hey, you know, this is dangerous. Here are the reasons. If you put this out into the public, if you air this, we're gonna we're gonna take you on publicly." Uh, they did, and we did, uh, and uh, and thankfully it tanked in the ratings, and they never showed another episode. Wow. Yeah, yeah. it came in at like 69th in the ratings that night.
0: Good. I mean, um,
1: but we it was because we spoke out and educated the public about the dangers of this. Um, of this show.
2: I mean, TLC airs a lot of crazy wackadoo shows. I thought you were going to say crap, which would have been also <laughs> totally appropriate. But, but also crap. Crap
1: can be inclusive, though, and not be dangerous. Exactly. So, yeah, you know, there's a crap, difference. Uh, crap yeah. can
2: be, you know, like junk food. Yeah, yeah.
1: I
0: watch a lot of crap. Exactly. <laughs>
2: but, but it's air, not dangerous. They air <laughs> some breezy stuff, and that is
0: awful i can't even it's not entertainment either
2: but i think a lot of people would find it entertaining it's yeah.
0: entertainment
1: at the cost of the truth
0: exactly right? it's so much worse than a guilty pleasure yeah, it's like car real housewives are right? a guilty pleasure and you know things like yeah. that where it's like they're whatever you can't turn
1: away from a car wreck but someone in that car is hurt right exactly and we lose sight of that sometimes right it's it's dangerous so that's just one example of the kind of thing that we that we do when people when people get it wrong But in Hollywood and entertainment and in news and journalism, quite frankly, people really try to get it right. They want to do a good job of portraying all communities and portraying inclusion. Sometimes they just don't know how to do it because maybe it's a show that's never written in a transgender character or a gay relationship or a character that might be gender nonconforming or whatever the case may be. So Mm -hmm. they reach out to us. We work behind the scenes and we help them get it right.
0: That's really cool. What was that? And we should say shout out to Carrie Rachel Dean, friend of the show and friend of Zeke's for how many years? Like
1: five years since we were in college. No, I'm kidding. Like 30, <laughs> 20 25 years since we were in college.
0: Double digit <laughs> amount of years. I know, right? Carrie is also very involved in this. And there was what was the event that you guys went, I think last year, where you went around the South yeah. and, and spoke about this. Can you just talk sure, about that yeah. experience? Part of
1: the research that we did, the polling I talked about earlier showed that there's a big gap between the rest of the country and the South when it comes to acceptance. Hearts and minds are anywhere from five to ten percent behind in that region, depending on how you actually. Ask the question. And so we wanted to make sure that we were doing something to close that gap. So we created a program at GLAD called Southern Stories. And it's all about elevating the stories of LGBTQ Southerners and engaging allies, particularly who Southerners respect and love and admire, to, to speak out about our issues. And so part of that last summer, and Carrie Rachel uh, directed this for us. Thankfully, I pulled her off of her day job for a few weeks mm-hmm. and she helped me do this. But we did a bus tour across the South um, that was aimed at just building visibility and helping Southerners under- understand that we are in their communities, that we're their friends, their neighbors, their sons, their daughters, their parents, and that acceptance matters in that region.
2: Awesome. Did you experience backlash or any sort of protesting? No,
1: not at all. It was so incredibly welcoming. And I grew up in South Carolina, which you guys can probably figure out from my voice. (laughs) Uh, And so I know the the South to be a place where people are Warm, they're welcoming, uh, they're understanding, and they are accepting, but you can't accept something you don't know about. So I think part of it is just educating people uh, about what it means to be LGBTQ and what it doesn't mean. Um, and I think, you know, the, the common denominator among people who accept uh, LGBTQ. People is knowing someone personally. And if you don't have someone in your life that you know personally to help you learn who, what it means to be LGBTQ, the next best thing is seeing it in the media. And so we're all about elevating those stories in people's communities, and their personal lives, but also primarily through the media, so that we can reach those people who may not have an LGBTQ person in their in their own life.
0: I love that, and I love, because that was going to be my question, too. I just love that we both thought that, and then there wasn't really any backlash or resistance. I know, we were
1: worried, and quite frankly, I'll tell you, we took security with us. We had a security firm with us uh, that, I'm sure that traveled I with have us too. Through, the, through the South, because we didn't want to take any chances that something could happen, but he sat in the back of the bus most of the time and watched Orange is the New Black, so... Right. We're, we were fine.
0: Yeah, yeah, with your friend Ruby your Rose. Absolutely. Okay, let's bring it back to Broadway real quick. Sure. What do you think Broadway's role has been lately in terms of acceptance and things like that. I
1: think Broadway has always been sort of at the front of the line when it comes to acceptance and love and understanding and allying with the LGBTQ community. And obviously some of that is, well, obvious, right? Because there's so much LGBTQ talent on Broadway, on stage and behind the scenes. Um, But, you know, even going back as far as the 1980s, at the beginning of the AIDS crisis, it was the Tony Awards where we first saw the red ribbon that Elizabeth Taylor introduced to the world. That was the, The Tony Awards was where entertainers really started to put that on and wear it yeah it was the Tony Awards after Orlando that gave its stage to Lin-Manuel to send that really strong message not just about standing up for people who are different but for standing up on behalf of getting dangerous guns off of our streets. So the Tonys, Broadway, Broadway talent sort of always leads the way when it comes to to talking about these issues first. And so I think it's no, it's no mystery to me why Hamilton has been so successful, because we're in this moment of having a national conversation about race and about this country's history on race. Uh, and so to see a story that obviously we've all been socialized to believe was about white America suddenly portrayed a little bit differently is a great conversation starter, not just on Broadway and in the entertainment community, but for... For all communities in this country.
0: Yeah, we received an email. We talked about this. We actually had a whole episode about what it's like to introduce a non-Hamill person to Hamilton. And one of the emails that we got was from someone who said that her husband was having a little trouble with the fact that these people weren't being portrayed by white actors. And the thing that I always go back to, and having just seen Hamilton again recently, it still is the same. When Chris Jackson walks out as George Washington, you it doesn't matter. The race doesn't matter. Right. You and believe it,
1: he's George Washington, right? I get starstruck.
0: Yes. Again, I don't want to say it doesn't matter in the bad way, but it, it's a non-issue. It's just these are incredibly talented people telling an incredible story in an incredibly beautiful, gorgeous, perfect way.
1: And the way they've made it educational for the community, bringing in days when students come in to see the show, to talk about it, to sort of see how this person, Lynn, who probably grew up feeling a little different himself, right? Right. um, yeah. Has reimagined this story in a way that's relevant to an entire new generation of people and is making history buffs out of every one of us, right?
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I've I mean, read more history in the past... Nine months than I think I did all throughout high school and college. Me too. And and my best friend Ashley, her students were picked. She works at Harvey Milk High School. Oh wow,
0: that's and awesome. And so her her kids are going soon in a couple weeks. Yeah. I Yeah, that's so, so fantastic.
1: I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to get in on one of those school tours so I can get in to see it.
2: I know. I tried.
1: Do, do they need chaperones? I or know. Anything? Let us she, know. Yeah, us we're, know.
2: we're a lot of kids for one person to watch, right? <laughs> I feel like they, and you know, teenagers like, can get rowdy. I feel like they just. Need I feel like
0: they need
1: all three of us every
0: kid needs an adult buddy yeah yes call us jillian's (laughs) friend yeah ashley where are you oh wait (laughs) you're probably seeing hamilton right now with all your students whatever fine and one of her students won the digital lottery and she was like i was really conflicted because i was so jealous but i was happy one of my students won but ashley was like "Mm, well let's make sure sure that all those students go
1: purple on october 20th yes
0: Everyone's going to go purple. So the hashtag is Spirit Day. Hashtag Spirit Day. At glad, two G's, right? Glad.org
1: slash Spirit Day, two A's. Two A's. Two, no, two G's. Good glad. Says Jillian with a G. I know. Um, <laughs> I'm just I'm pro G. Glad.org, <laughs> two A's okay. slash Spirit Day. Take the pledge. There are resources for students, for parents, and teachers uh, uh, that you can download on how to go purple. Ideas on how you can activate on Spirit Day, but also ways to uh, fight bullying in your own communities and in your in your schools.
0: Awesome. Well, before you go, we're gonna take a picture, and that's gonna be our going purple picture that we're gonna post on Spirit Let's Day. Let's do
1: it. I love it. You can yes. also download the Spirit Day app, and it allows folks to uh, to filter their any picture they want and go purple without having to like oh, that's awesome. find a purple outfit. Right? I was
2: gonna say, I wish yeah. I'd brought a purple shirt today, but I now know, we. But can you don't just, need to. We yeah. We'll just put a filter on it. our yes. technology.
1: It's a great, great thing.
2: Zeke, thank you so much for thank you. This for has joining. been a lot of fun. I'm yeah. jealous that you
1: get to do this all the time.
0: It's super fun. <laughs> it's, and it's you know, it's pretty cool. It's you great. know what's great? This is our first recording in months where we're not in the heat dome because you're so lucky you didn't come in the summer where we had to close the windows and turn the air conditioner off. Yeah. People yeah. don't realize
1: how hot it gets in New York City in, in the summer, right? It
0: was actual
2: hot box in here. It was awful. But now my, like, my hands are cold. It's great. Today <laughs> actually marks a little anniversary. This morning, it was like cold and dreary and rainy. My first thought when I woke up this morning I was like, Bleh, rain. I texted Jillian and I was like, I'm really bummed that it's cold and raining. But do you know when else it was cold and raining? A year ago when I won the Hamilton lottery. What? And I
1: have a friend who's won it seven times. Get Sorry, out what? Of here. He's put in like seven? He, for months, he put in every day um, and has won so it like seven we. times.
2: The digital <laughs> yeah. lottery or yeah. the real lottery? Yes, the digital. Your friend has some sort of. He, maybe magic.
1: he's connected that I don't know. It's no, like no, he's that's just magic. That's
0: crazy. Yeah. Seven times? Yep. Wow. But I that, think there ought to
1: be a limit, right? That's I just, mean, it's just.
0: It's rude. Yeah. It's irresponsible, is what it is, actually. Um, Unless he's but, taking us. <laughs> right. Of course. <laughs> but I commented on that picture.
2: Our epic re- reconnection. And by
0: January, we had a podcast. Who knew? This is a big day. It's a big day. October 9th. Mark Woo-hoo. it down. So everyone go purple. Go purple every day.
1: Literally go purple Thursday, October 20th.
0: Spirit day. We're doing it. You guys do it.
1: Everybody's doing it. Every- Britney Spears is doing it. So, like.
0: Oh, well, if Britney We all should, it. right? We have to do it. Everybody yeah. should do it. Thank you guys so much for listening. We will talk to you very, very soon. I am G. Penn. I'm B. So.
1: Does that make me Z. dot stow?
0: If that's what you want. Let's do it. Woo. Bye, guys. Bye. Okay. One more thing. It's Jillian again. We got so swept up in our excitement about Spirit Day that we completely forgot to mention that Zeke is also a fantastic designer. Head to ZekeStokes.com and check out his incredible collection of neckties, bow ties, pocket squares, and candles. It's all super stylish and made right here in the USA. That's ZekeStokes,
2: Z-E-K-E-S-T-O-K-E-S.com. All right. Now back to our newly scheduled outro. If you haven't already, please take a quick minute to subscribe to our podcast and review us on iTunes. It doesn't have to be a pamphlet.
0: We know you're busy, but
2: we'd appreciate any kind words you want to share. Check
0: out thehamilcast.com for all of your Hamilcast needs, including extensive and reference heavy outlines from each churnout chapter. Chirpter? Yeah, Chirpter.
2: And information on our awesome guests and cool things we mention on the show. You can follow us at The Hamilcast on all social media outlets, including Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, iHeartRadio, Periscope, and
0: Snapchat. We love hearing from you. You can email us at thehamilcast at gmail.com. And please let us know if we can read your email on the air. We're cool either way. And don't worry, we will always get back to you. I am underscore Bianca Jean underscore on Twitter and Instagram. I am at Jillian with a G on all social media. And I have a web series with my husband, Mike. You know Mike. Called The Residuals. It's about actors who audition for commercials. You can find everything you need at the residuals.tv.
2: Thank you again, and as always, you continue to. <laughs>